Grief Stories is not a crisis resource. Please seek support from a qualified professional in your area to meet your unique emotional and medical needs. You are listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard, a social worker with an interest in helping people find hope and healing when someone they love has died. In each episode, you'll hear a guest sharing their story and the insights they have gained that help them cope with grief. At Grief Stories, we're helping grief make sense one story at a time. Today's guest is Brian, creator of the website thisiswhy.life, where he shares the story of losing his father. Welcome to the Grief Stories podcast, Brian. Nice to have you join us today. Thank you. Hey, Maureen. How's it going? Good. Thank you. And so here at the Grief Stories podcast, what we do is we talk to people about their stories of loss and, um, you know, what they have learned, what's given them hope and healing. So I'd like to begin by asking you to share your story of loss with us today. Sure. Well, first and foremost, thanks so much for having me on. You know, this is such a such an honor just to be able to share my story, and I hope I can um, help others as well who are hearing this and give them a little bit more hope um, if they're going through similar experiences. But yeah, to start off, um, really started when I was nine years old. Um, November 3rd, 2004 is a day I'll never forget. Um, to give some backstory, my father uh, was a lawyer in the Korean American community here around Seattle. Um, and he was working on a court case um, against an opposing lawyer from Kent, um, another city around Seattle. And, um, you know, as the uh, the story goes, uh, my, my father was um, a bit ahead in the court case, I believe the opposing lawyer thought. So um, the opposing lawyer wanted to kind of buy back some time and hopefully kind of regain some ground on the court case um, with my father. So, um, you know, based on kind of what I've been hearing and what I remember from uh, from articles and stories, um, the opposing lawyer wanted to put my father in the hospital for a little bit, um, which is a just a crazy thought um, just for anyone. But, um, you know, wanted to just try to buy back some time while my dad was uh, recovering in the hospital from whatever injury. So um, unfortunately, it kind of came to more severe uh, circumstances than that. Um, on one day where uh, both lawyers, uh, my father and the opposing lawyer, were supposed to show up to court, um, the opposing lawyer came to my father's office um, and in the parking lot uh, fired off a silenced pistol uh, multiple times and my father was struck in the head by a bullet um, and that was pretty much the start of it all. Um, and so that was November 3rd, 2004 um, and my father was um, in a coma and in and out of hospitals and, and rehab and care facilities for a little over a year um, when he unfortunately passed away in um, 2006, February 11, 2006. And that was um, a few days before my 11th birthday. So um, it was kind of a long span of time when, um, you know, that dark period occurred. Yeah, it, it must have been quite a challenging time for your whole family to have that um you know, terrible story of someone so competitive and so trying to get an edge that they would go to such extreme lengths. And then the consequences of that uh, would have been, I'm sure, um, quite a toll, taking quite a toll on your mom and, and your, your family um, while your dad was in hospital in and out of rehab and so forth. Uh, must have been a very difficult time that, that year and a bit. 
Yeah, I think there were just so many kind of complexities and factors that went into it. Um, you know, just looking back, I know how strong our our family was. I do have one older brother um, who's three years older. So it was my brother and I and, and my mother as well. So kind of us three um, in that tight knit unit, which was great. And, um, you know, I'm glad we had that because I think without a strong family bond, we wouldn't have been able to get through that. And, you know, we had some great support from extended family, um, from neighbors, from people around that we knew. Um, but I think the family aspect of it was so important. And, um, you know, it was tough for my brother and I just because we were so young. Um, I was nine years old when everything happened. He was 12 years old. Um, and so I think at that at that point, it was really just kind of a state of confusion, um, kind of going through, you know, those stages of grief and just kind of trying to, um, you know, be kids as normal as we could and just kind of get through life. Um, but that's why I really um, give my mother so much credit just because she kept my brother and I on the right path, um, you know, wanted to make sure that we could have the best lives as we could. Um, so she kept us in clubs and sports and school and just kind of kept us going. And uh, we never wavered off that path. And, you know, so much credit, um, if not all, goes to her and just how much she was able to support us and also deal with, you know, the hospital visits, the court dealings um, and, and all those things. So, um, yeah, just just having such a great family um, bond like that through something like that um, was was definitely crucial. Yeah, what a lot of strength your mom must have to have weathered all of that and seen you and your brother through it. So some of the challenges, it sounds like, were the shock of the incident and then kind of the ongoing toll and the stages that you went through grieving. And at such a young age, I imagine one of the challenges must have been, you know, just trying to take it all in and understand what was happening. Um, 11 is pretty, 9 and 11, you know, are pretty young ages to have a grasp of something that big and that life-changing in your family in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, doing all this reflection, my experience looking back is way different from my mother's and my brother's as well. But um, certainly for me, you know, just like you mentioned, 9 and 11 are, are pretty young ages. And um, especially when I was nine and especially when something so tragic happened all of a sudden, um, that was when I was really kind of in a state of confusion. Um, and, you know, looking back, my memory isn't as clear. And I think it was just because of all the shock, like you mentioned, um, everything, everything that just happened so quickly, um, I think really took a toll on, um, on my developing, you know, brain and, and things like that. And so there was a lot of, um, Kind of consequences that came from everything but um, i do remember you know i did have um, a pretty severe anxiety after that um, i think uh, one of the main um, kind of effects of it was that i was very kind of panicky in new situations um, and i think that was just kind of a result of you know all that happened and all that happened so close to me um, and so there were a lot of different counselor visits counselor talks and just trying to get through it um, and it was a really tough time, I remember. Um, I think just trying to get through, you know, life, obviously have to go through new situations, especially being so young and try new things and um, go to different places. But, you know, whenever I did, um, there would just be a lot of panic um, kind of within myself. And um, mm -hmm. and that kind of deterred me to stay away from new experiences for a little bit. But um, I think over time, I think as I got older and, um, and had the support from, 
that you know everyone around me that has been there since everything happened um, when I was nine that really kind of got me out of um, that space and you know I was able to I really kind of persevere and continue on um, you know with all the support behind me so um, it's definitely a lot better now and um, but looking back you know I definitely have a lot of learnings from um, from that time. Mm-hmm. Well you know what we know about sudden loss and um, and even though your dad um, was around for a while, really, there was some loss that happened that day. There was a loss of a normal environment, um, and, you know, quote unquote normal, but um, there was a loss of some of your family dynamic and some of your sense of safety in the world. And that, what we know is that that kind of shock um, certainly does affect your memory. When you talk about challenges with memory and, and um, kind of going through the processes you went through, when you have a shock like that, it puts you on high alert. And so you spend a lot of time scanning for dangers, you know, um, and I imagine that that's probably the natural result of that was that anxiety that about um, how is the world safe again? How can the world be safe again? If this can happen to my dad, what could happen next? So it would have been a big challenge to face that and to come through it. And it sounds like you had really great um, support from a lot of corners that that helped you kind of come back to uh, a baseline of functioning where you could say, okay, this thing happened, but I'm safe now and I can I can do new things and I'm, I'm going to be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I do wish that I could, re, you know, remember more and have a better recollection. But as you said, you know, that is just a natural, um, you know, kind of result of, of that shock and trauma. Um, I think being so young too, with, you know, myself developing and, um, and trying to just, you know, establish my own footing in the world, even if everything was normal, I think, um, just at nine years old, 10 years old, 11 years old, you know, it was just trying to figure out how to be a kid. Um, and then when there's this level of um, kind of complexity and and just shock and um, just something so tragic, it, it definitely kind of changed everything, you know, within a within a heartbeat. And, um, you know, you're exactly right, though. I think just having that support um, and, you know, playing in sports and, and playing in all these clubs and just really trying to reconnect with other people and and kind of ease into those new experiences but have that level of comfort i think was how i kind of eased into getting more and more okay with these new experiences there was never kind of a flip of the switch you know wake up next morning and i'm totally perfect now you know i can do anything in this world it took a while and it took years um but it was all because of just such a great support system who was willing to kind of um you know keep me going and um, and I was lucky enough to enjoy sports enough to where, you know, I wanted to stay in them. And that was just a nice release um, kind of outlet to, um, you know, with everything going on, but also kind of drive my passions that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea of sports is probably helpful on such a couple of levels, really, in terms of having that connection with a team and with people in the a coach and and people connected to the sports um, that you were involved with and also having, you know, the drive to go when you're anxious, the drive to keep going because you love the sport is also kind of valuable in helping you heal that, that 
part of you that was, you know, wounded and showed up as anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was so great that I was able to, you know, stick with the same coach coaches and the same, you know, teammates forever. And those, and those um, teammates were my friends for so long and still are. And, you know, just having those bonds and, um, and that was something I could always look forward to is once I established, you know, a team with my friends, um, regardless of what sport it was, I knew that the following year, you know, it was going to be the same team. Um, we already had such close bonds together. So it was just a matter of, you know, playing um, as we got older and getting better and developing our skills. But um, definitely having that coach around um, and establishing kind of that um, that figure of, you know, looking out for the team and as us as kids and just kind of making sure that, you know, we had a lot of fun and enjoyed it and tried to win as best as, as best as possible. I think that was so great. And then at the same time, you know, having my teammates and also their, um, kind of parents on the stands and just so much support out there. I think what, what was made, making it so, um, so great, just continue to go back and, and continue playing those sports. One of the questions I wonder about is, is, you know, your understanding when you're nine would be quite different than your understanding today as a young adult. And um, I wonder if there was a sort of an evolution for you of, of your understanding and, and your process of healing from this experience of losing your dad this way. Um, is there anything you would identify that was important to your healing path in part because of your age at that time and, and the growth you've had since? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in recent years, um, you know, whatever the cause was, I started to reflect a lot more um, on past experiences. And, um, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, being in that time while I was about nine to 11 years old, you know, that was just, you know, I was in the moment, everything was going on. So that was just kind of a day to day, um, you know, trying to just get through um, and just mm -hmm. trying to get through that dark time. But as I look back, um, you know, there is a lot more reflection going on in terms of um, kind of what happened, uh, how grateful I am and fortunate to, you know, be here, um, you know, where I am today and have everything going on. Um, I'm just so blessed and grateful because of everything that happened. I know there can be some tougher situations where, um, you know, maybe some kids don't make it out um, as, as fortunately or as successfully, um, you know, whatever it may be. But I'm kind of looking back, I think the evol evolution was really just over time um, and just trying to take as much out of my past experiences as possible and just really understanding, okay, everything happened, you know, back then, what can I take from it, the good and the bad? Um, and so from that, not only do I learn kind of more about myself and, um, you know, how better to grieve, you know, if similar experiences like that happened, you know, in the future, um, but also how I can help others through what I learned and, um, you know, and take all those learnings and, and try to have, you know, as, as big as, as an influence as I can, not only on myself and people close to me, but other people as well, and maybe strangers that um, I don't even know. So um, it's just a lot of kind of reflection over, over, the, over the years. Right. So as you have kind of increased your reasoning and your ability to reflect, as we do, as we kind of transition from childhood into adulthood, um, it's really been an opportunity to say, okay, what happened to me? What have I learned from it? And how am I going to take that and be in the world with this grief that I carry, with this knowledge I have? Uh, how am I going to make that in the world something 
you know, a force for healing, a force for good. So, so talk to me a little bit about what you're doing with that. You've got a, um, uh, a website. Yeah. Um, just recently, um, this past Father's Day of this year, it was just a fitting day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, during the past few years, I really wanted to, um, you know, help out as much as I could um, because I understood that I was in a in a pretty good situation where not only was I ready in terms of kind of ready to share um, and be more public about, you know, what I was going through and and all of that, but I really wanted to be able to more positively influence others, especially kids and teens as well, who are around my age, who've had similar experiences with, um, you know, losing a parent. So um, over the past few years, I, I tried to think about, you know, different ways um, and different ideas to to help and, um, and help as soon as possible. And I thought a great way was to um, kind of provide an opportunity for, um, for anyone who's lost a parent to really just kind of reflect um, on their past experiences and maybe share that with other people so that we can all kind of collectively provide more hope for, um, you know, for people like us who have lost a parent. And so um, this past Father's Day, um, I launched This Is Why, um, and it's a new, uh, new website, and it's really just kind of a creative platform and community. Um, for individuals who have lost a parent um, as a child or teen. And so I really wanted to kind of have a central topic, but at the same time, really be able to have these different diverse perspectives. So it could be, you know, a teenager or young adult who may have more recently lost a parent. Um, but on the other end, it could be, um, you know, an adult who may have lost their parent 40, you know, 50 years ago. And so um, I think just really reading different stories and different experiences, um, you know, I really want there to be a community built so that we know and can um, support you know more and more people because I know unfortunately there are so many um, you know kids and teens out there who have lost a parent and unfortunately with this past pandemic um, of last year you know that number is really ramped up um, at an unfortunate cost so um, I thought it was just the perfect timing to really just try to help out as much as I can um, and to really just try to get something going um, and so that's what really kind of generated the uh, momentum to get this is why started and um, continue that way perfect so this is why is a website where um, there's an opportunity if you are someone who's lost a parent as a child there's an opportunity for you to share that story and some of your learning um, and and or there's an opportunity to just read other people's stories and see what connects for you in terms of finding hope and healing and i think you know that aligns very well with what we do at Grief Stories. And it touches a special audience because you're right, kids who've lost a parent are unique. It's a it's a unique kind of grief in the world. And sometimes people don't know what to do with kids' grief because kids' grief sometimes comes out in a little bit different ways than adult grief. When you lose a parent, it kind of interrupts your development timeline. And that's different too. And so it's uh, you're, what you're doing is really offering some, some opportunity for people to express or explore through story the kind of experience you've had. Has story exploration helped you heal too? It has. And, you know, I think what's so special um, is, you know, when I did start This Is Why, I, I really wanted to kind of establish two things. One, um, I wanted to provide an option of anonymity. Um, so if someone isn't necessarily ready to be super public about sharing their name and that sort of thing, they, I at least want to still give them a platform 
um, to really just express and get out what they need to get out. Because I know with emotions, you know, mental health is becoming more and more, you know, of a, of a topic that I think we, um, as a collective world should, you know, make more prioritize in, in terms of kind of having a better uh, mental state um, in all aspects of our lives. I think we can all just gain so much more out of it. But, um, you know, I want to at least have um, a platform to give, you know, these, these people who have gone through these just tragic circumstances, um, just give them an opportunity to just release and say what they have to say. You know, it could be as personal as a direct letter to um, their, their loved one that they lost, or it could just be kind of a reflection of, you know, this is why I am who I am today. You know, this is why I have hope and, and perseverance for the future and years to come. Um, and so that was kind of one aspect of it. The second aspect was really just, you know, I didn't want to push anyone to a certain word limit or anything. You know, I always wanted to share, you know, if someone wants to share 11 words or 1100 words, um, I at least wanted to have them, you know, be able to uh, share what they needed to share um, in a safe environment. I never want to push anyone over a comfort level that is um, is too um, extreme for them. Um, and so I want to kind of provide that safe space because I think there, um, not only can, as a contributor or a reader, they can learn a lot from other people who have gone through, um, you know, unique but similar experiences, but also for myself, like you mentioned, I think it's just been such a therapeutic process to read um, about, you know, some people close to me, but also some strangers that I've just recently met and just hear, you know, that there's so much support and um, there's so much hope, you know, especially after there's, there's so much that can happen in this life and hearing from other people um, and kind of their past experiences and how they are, who they are today. I think it's, it's such a great positive reinforcement for why life is worth living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that you're right. There's so much value in sharing our stories so that we know we're not alone. We know others are not alone, that our story matters and that there's, um, there's always, you know, both um, value and beauty in real stories of, of life and loss. And so I, I think it's, um, I think it's a great project. Um, and I know you're just getting started. So I'm really um, eager to see where it goes in the years to come. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today, Brian. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much, Maureen. I appreciate you having me and, uh, and thanks for letting me share my story. Yeah. Anytime we believe in it here too. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard. Please remember that grief is universal, but every person's experience of grief is unique. While our interviews are intended to help listeners feel validation and reassurance, we realize that these stories may be different from your own. Please visit our website, griefstories.org, for more stories of hope and healing.